Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. There's an unction in my heart to share this truth, and I pray that uh, we're able to, to be obedient to God and give you just exactly what He's given us. I'm so grateful that He left us a book. Oh, how thankful I am for truth. Um, If you've ever been on the ocean and got out of sight of land, you look in every direction and there is no reference. You'll know what it's like to live in this world without truth. There is no way that you can anchor in this world without truth. And yet we find that this world has decided that truth is relative. That truth is determined by whoever is seeking it. And they can have their own truth. That's not truth. It's not, it's not even rational. We can stare at the same dog all day long, but if it's brown, it's just brown. Right? You, you can't make it what it's not. And yet we live in a world that calls evil good, and they call the good evil. Listen as we read chapter number 8, St. John's Gospel. We begin at verse number 41. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees here. He says, you do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And If I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Now, I'm going to back up just a few verses and read verse number 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Father, we pray you'd open your word to our heart and 
may it find its mark. As the psalmist prayed, may it cause me to not sin against you. May it live in our heart and may it ever be the light God in this dark world. Help us to be obedient. Simply mind you and to receive this truth. We thank you for what you're doing and pray that thy will be accomplished in every way. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray it. Amen. Thank you for standing. I've just a simple thought tonight, and I hope to God that we can be obedient to him in every way. Uh, We have an adversary. The Bible uh, tells us clearly that he uh, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Um, The Apostle Paul, I believe it said, that we're not ignorant to the wiles of the devil. We understand that we have an enemy, and we also know what he does and how he works. Now, because we're humans, I simply believe that we're frail of mind, and we often forget how dangerous an enemy it is that is our foe. He is an enemy to God, and that's why he despises God's people. From the very beginning, he's opposed to God. Since the fall of Satan, who by himself, the word itself means hatred, The term itself is who he is, and we understand that he is the enemy of God. And being the enemy of God makes him the enemy of truth. And being opposed in every way to truth, what Jesus says about the devil here, I think is important for us to remember. As we look around us, it ought to be something we practice and we carefully do. I'm not asking you to judge a situation. I'm asking you to discern, to look and recognize whether something is truth or is it a lie. Is it real? Is it what God has established? Or is it a wild a device of the enemy? We've got an enemy. And I'm grateful to God that he's been He's been revealed to us, right? It's not a secret. From the very beginning, what Jesus said is that the enemy, Satan, was a murderer from the very beginning. And he was a liar from the very beginning. You can go back into the book of Genesis and read the account in the first few chapters concerning Adam and Eve, and you'll find that the the serpent himself, the enemy, had made himself as that serpent and spoke unto Eve there. And I thought when I read that the other day how peculiar it would have been for an animal or a serpent to have spoken. And surely that within itself would have warned them of something that was wrong. And yet we find that he beguiled Eve that day in such a way that uh, when she heard his voice and, and heard the rationale and heard how he presented to her such a logical case and, and presented to her something that was other than truth, that was a lie, the Bible said that she believed him and with her own eyes as she looked at the 
fruit and saw that uh, it was it was appealing to the eye and it was certainly looked good to the to the mouth or the taste and one something to make one wise. She took of it and she ate and the Bible said she gave to her husband who was with her and he did eat also and at that very moment both of their eyes were open. Now I wonder how she felt and as I thought about that how Adam and Eve felt at that very instant when their eyes were opened and they looked around him and suddenly everything uh, looked different. They looked at themselves and uh, recognized for the first time that they were naked. They thought in their minds surely we have been deceived. Surely they knew at that very point that they had been beguiled and that they had fell to the snare of the enemy. Oh how many may I say to you today that every human that has ever lived has fell to the wiles of the devil. They have fallen to the snares of the wicked one. Uh, They have fallen into the trap of the liar himself and have believed something other than the truth. You're not the only one that's ever made a mistake or ever fallen victim or otherwise to the wiles of the devil. He's cunning. He's a deceiver in every way. According to Jesus, he is the liar and the father of it. There is nothing that this enemy does that is ever truth. He may take the word of God. He may take the truth of God. And I assure you, he knows it. He knows it from the front to the back. If there's anybody that knows the word of God, he knows it. And yet he changes it in the slightest of ways. And they're preaching it all across the world. And they have since the very beginning. They'll take pieces and they'll take parts and they'll try uh, to create a different religion, something other than what he attended. May I say to you today uh, that the devil today wants the church to depart from truth. He wants to infiltrate the church. He wants to be in every church. And I doubt not that he's in many. He's in many. He's found his way into the hearts of of those who stand behind a pulpit who have never been born again. Yes, they're out there. There's people that are out there. You say, surely God wouldn't allow men to stand behind that say, it ain't God making those choices. It's the congregation. It's the people that don't know the difference between a truth and a lie. Those that who just like Eve and you and I have been galled by the master of the lie, he's still doing that work today. And if there's ever been a day when the truth is being adulterated by an enemy that is being promulgated to the hearts of so many people, it's going on right now. It's going on today all over this world where men and women will stand and declare that this is what God says and this is what God intends. May I say to you today, if it violates the word of God in Scripture, it's a lie. I don't care who's saying it. It's a lie. If I say it, it's a lie. If it violates the word of God, it is untruth. And it is of the devil. Jesus was quick to make it clear. Now, I like how he straightforwardly dealt with the issue. Now, he called them out, and he was pretty harsh in what he said, but now he had every right to be, I suppose, and could. And Jesus said to them, he said, You are not of God. He said, You are of your father, the devil. 
How did he know? He said, because you don't follow the things of God. How do you know whether somebody's following the things of God? Well, they line up with the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not of God. We know the wiles of the devil. We know his devices. We know that he's cunning, more cunning than any other enemy we could have. He's a murderer and a liar from the very beginning, opposed to God and opposed by nature to truth. As we, as we go about our daily lives, you will encounter untruths, lies. You will encounter an enemy who will do his best to infiltrate your life. And may I say he will do it in the most cunning ways. He will do his best to slip in your door without you noticing that he's arrived. It's not the devil's intent to to cause you to fear him. What he wants you to do is to embrace him. He'll come to you as an angel of light if need be. He'll present himself to you with just enough truth to make it familiar and something that you're willing to embrace. People have done it all around. And may I say, there are souls that are shipwrecked today because they have accepted something that is not truth. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, friend, it's a lie. And it shouldn't be accepted. It should be rejected. It should be treated as if it was something poison and something dangerous to everyone around us. And yet every day we allow things in our lives, we allow people to to go on and say and do without ever standing against it and sharing the word of God. And part of that's our own fault because we don't know the Word of God. We don't search the Word of God. We don't study to show ourselves approved and rightly divide the Word of God. So when error comes our way, we know the truth and we're able to declare the truth. I tell you, truth is what sets a man free. But it's truth that does that, not a half truth, not a partial truth. I have no doubt that you could fill churches with partial truth. Right? You could get every bench with a person in it if you're just willing to negotiate truth. Right? If you're just willing to tell people what their ears want to hear, no question about it. If we could entertain them the right way, tell them the right stories, boost their egos, perk them up, encourage them, and send them back out, you can keep them coming. Right? Everybody wants that. May I say to you that truth is the one thing that strips me of myself. It is the one thing that is a mirror to my soul. Truth is the only thing that can take away the bad. It can identify those things that are rotten and undone within me. Truth is the only thing that has the ability to set a man free because when truth sets you free, you're free indeed. Free of what? Free of sin. Free of the bondage of sin. Free from the power of sin. Free from the consequences of sin. You say, how can truth do that? Because Jesus is truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It was Jesus who came and brought that truth. It was Jesus who died in my place. It was Jesus who became the propitiation for my sins. Jesus is truth. And anything other than Jesus is not truth. It is not truth. We have to be careful. 
We live in an age of toleration for everything, right? That's where moral relativism comes in. That's the cultural changes and sways and 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 people just simply go with public opinion well we've got ourselves in such a shape that they're trying to convince kids they really don't know whether they're a boy or a girl and they're trying their best to make everything that god said to be evil they want to make it good and anybody that claims it's not good are actually the ones that are evil listen there's hard times coming because just as shadrach meshach and abednego had to stand for truth we will also right the only way that you can dispel the lie is to stand for truth these men when they stood there that day facing an idol that was uh, 10 or 12 stories tall and everybody else bowing down they were unwilling to bow to the lie they wouldn't do it how many of us how many of us have made up our minds that we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow to the lies of this world. It's all around us, you see, right? People want to tell you that it's fine, right? As long as you love someone, you can do whatever you want to do. That's not true, right? It's not true. I don't care whether it's you or it's me. It's not true. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. I don't know about you, but I want to get there. I am going to heaven, but I am doing so through Jesus Christ, the truth. The only way to get to God is through Christ. And yet, they promote every other way, right? It seems like there ain't anybody you talk to that's actually not going to go to heaven. Everybody thinks they're going. Why? Because the enemy has done a terrific job of telling half-truths. Right? He's filling churches up all over this world because people get right in there and they believe a half-truth and are still lost. You can't partly get Jesus. Right? You, you, you can't somewhat be born again. You're either saved or you're not saved today. You're either right with God or you're not right with God. Part of a truth won't save anybody. Not even partly. I wonder how many today, if they heard the truth, the real truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, how many would say, that's not true? I know some. There's a day coming when a great deal of people, according to what Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, there's a day coming during that day of the Antichrist, that God will actually send a strong delusion. And the Bible said that they will believe a lie and they will be damned. All I know to say to you today is we have truth. Now, it's not true because I preach it. It's only true if he said it. It don't matter what I say. If he didn't say it, It's not true. You say, is that, how can that, the Bible said to let God be true and every man a liar. I tell you, there's nobody, no thing, no religion, 
No denomination, no preacher, except God. And if a man preaches anything but Christ, the Apostle Paul said, even if it's an angel that tells you, if it's anything but Christ, he said, let him be accursed. Believe it not. Believe it not. You say, you're going on about something that's not necessary. Friend, the one thing at jeopardy in this world right now is not peace. It is truth. The one thing that will bring this country back to the place it once was is truth. We will not get there living a lie. And so he called from the book of Chronicles. And he said, if my people, which are called by my name, right? These are the people that should know truth. But humble themselves and repent. Turn from their wicked ways. He said, then will I hear them. I'll heal their land. I'll save their people. People want revival, but they don't want truth. People want to be motivated. They want to be encouraged. They want to be stimulated by some, some good speech. or some, Let me tell you something. If that's what gets you going, fine. You can get plenty of that in this world. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. If what you want is somebody to entertain you, you're probably not going to find that here. But I tell you, truth is what we need. My grandchildren need truth more than they need breath. I may be gone, but they will be asked to bow. Bow to this idol or die. You say that will never happen in America. Read your Bible. Happened over and over. You know what they need? They don't, see, they don't need some kind of manly fortitude that I can build in them by hiking them up a mountaintop. What they need is the word of God hid in their heart. As a sword and a fortress and a power that will stand in them when the world perishes. It will stand in them. The word of God is the only truth. And we may go to jail for it one day. Because we will not compromise truth. It's what's wrong with the world today. I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about the world. What's wrong with it today is that truth has been compromised at every level. And now, what seems to be going on is man does what's right in his own eyes. You know why they do that? In the days of Israel, when it was written in the scripture, the very thing I just quoted, when it was written then, the Bible said there was no king. What'd that mean? There was no there was nobody in charge. There was no truth. 
There was no single position of divine authority. And when that occurred, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. They made their own truth. That's relativism. They made their own truth. It's true for me. And if it's true for me, you've got to respect that. Right? You've got to be okay with that. Because my truth is not your truth. I'm allowed to have my own truth. That's what they're teaching in every liberal college across this nation and others. It's what they're teaching. Is that there's no moral standard. There's no right or wrong. There's, there's just whatever makes you feel right. There's no mandate, nor dictate, nor authority. And as long as you don't have any God, you can go to sleep with that religion. As long as you don't believe that he exists, as long as you don't accept that there was a creator of this world that we live in and that he created you, as long as there is no God, you can be all right with relativism. But the very second somebody looks you in the eye and says, the grass you walk on, he created. You got to decide. Is there a God or not? That's the reason the whole theory of evolution was so corruptible is because what they were trying to do was not prove, not prove that we came from slime or nothing. That wasn't their goal was to prove that we evolved from monkeys. The goal was to eliminate a God that created us. And it worked. No, it didn't work. Yes, it did. It worked. Because what do they teach our children in school from kindergarten on? Nothing about God. Nothing. Read the textbooks, people. Not one mention about a creator. But they will say a thousand times that a billion years ago, Dinosaurs walked on the earth. Well, that's harmless. No. That is a lie. And we went along with it. We allowed it to be taught to our children. We didn't fight for truth, not even in our own home. A lie. Yeah. I've got the book, and I know when it started. I can follow genealogies all the way to today. We know the truth, you see. The world don't want truth because if there is a truth, then it means somebody had to give it that had authority to declare that it was singularly truth. There is no other truth. 
All right. I'm preaching to the choir, aren't I? Right? I get that. Right? All you folks are saying we're in bad shape. Right? I wish there were a thousand people here. They had no idea, Kenny, who God is. So that in the humblest way, I could say to them that the gospel is about Jesus Christ, the Son, the only Son of God. And He came and took my sin all the way to a torturous cross, and there he died for me. And being the Son of God, he rose again from the dead so that I could be saved. How can you believe such a thing? Because I believe God. I don't believe that God had other sons, right? There's whole religions built on other prophets, in quotations, right? The other sons of God, the other revelations, the other story about Jesus. No, they're all just ways that the murderer, the liar has used to deceive billions and billions of people over the ages of time that are in hell right now because they didn't receive the truth. I don't need money. I don't need health. I don't need family. I need Jesus. I know people that don't have money. I know people that don't have health. I know people that don't have a wife. They all get by. Somehow, they all get by. But you will not get by without Jesus. I need one thing, and it's Jesus. It's going to get worse, people. You say, how do you know? Because our culture has already decided that morality is not based on truth. It's based on what's right for each person. And When we stand against that, you will be singled out as not the solution but the problem. So you are on something. Now, I just read the book. It's what they did to Daniel. The only thing they could find fault in Daniel was what? He prayed. And they made that work. And they made a law where it was illegal to pray. 30 days, you're not allowed to pray. What could have Daniel done? He could have took a break for 30 days. Just waited it out. But what did Daniel do? 
He kept on praying. Did they throw him in the lion's den? They sure did. It just so happens the lions wasn't hungry for him. But I've read accounts. You ever had the fox's book of martyrs in your hand? About that thick? And every story is about those who gave their life for Christ. They didn't live, they died. They're martyrs. And every one of them died. Willing, unwilling to bow to the lie. Unwilling to negotiate truth. I don't know where you stand, but you better make up your mind because the test is coming. What we need is truth. The only weapon we have is truth. We need every word of it. We need every page of it. We need it in our hearts. We need it in our minds. We need it. We need truth more than anything else. And truth will make us free. Strapped old Paul and Silas, right? I'm going to hush. You could just go on and on. Why? Because the Bible's full of it. The Bible's full of it. People that suffered because of truth. And you know what? Strapped them to a wall and they are happy. They are singing and praising God and praying. The only thing that will make us free and keep us free is truth. Right? Because free is not about whether or not you're jailed or unjailed. Free is about being without sin. Free from the law of sin and death is what the Apostle Paul said in Romans. I am free from the law of sin and death. How? Because Jesus Christ has died for me. That's truth. And that truth will set you free. It'll keep you free. There's people all around us that, that need truth. Right? We, we give them groceries. Right? We give them money. We give them time and counsel and prayer. But the truth is, we know what they really need is Jesus. Now, I'm going to keep giving them a box of macaroni, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm all for But I know what they really need. They need Jesus. That's what we have to try to give people is Jesus. Truth, will they like it? Some won't, right? Some are vehemently opposed to that truth. But that's all right. We just love them and give it anyway. As lovingly as we can, you tell them the truth because the only thing that will set them free is truth. Well, I'm glad I got that off me, but I hope I don't get over it because I need truth. And uh, if if I can get it in Sunday school, I'm going to be there. <laughs> if I can get it when the preacher's bringing it, I want some more of it. 
uh, if I can get it when I open it at home and say, God, would you show me? I want to do that too, right? We need truth. And so every way that we can get in our heart the truth of God, we need to be trying to do it because truth is what will keep us in those days now, but those days coming, it'll be his truth. All right. Well, I'll just leave it at that. If you need the Lord, the altar's open. You're invited to come. Right now be the time to do it too. Anybody? Take this home with you then. And remember, your neighbor needs truth. Right? The only thing they'll get saved by is truth. It'll take truth. So pray for them and give them the truth. Pray one for another.